Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, and on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show. And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with James 1-3 using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. James 1-3 in the NIV says this, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So I'm actually going to read that again, but I'm going to read verse 2 and 3 together. So we just have just a little bit more context. So starting with verse 2, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And so verse 2 is talking about facing trials, and this is equating us facing trials with being tested. So I have this story about testing or temptations that has helped me a lot with this concept of what it means for God to test us. So I took two years of high school chemistry and loved it. I'm not like a STEM person at all, but I loved the high school chemistry. And when we worked in the lab, we had everything we needed. We had goggles and aprons and tools and instructions, and we had a lab partner, and it was all laid out for us. And we also had Mrs. George. She was our chemistry teacher, right? And she was walking around checking on us to see how things were going with our experiments. She was there available to answer questions as we worked out the steps of our experiment. And if things went wrong, like they sometimes did, she would help us evaluate where we had made our mistake reset and get our equipment put back together and sometimes start all over again, right? We would try again. Maybe we could move forward from where we were, or maybe we had to say that one was a failure, but here's everything you need to try again. And that has become the view that I have on God's testing us. It's not mean. He's not withdrawn. He's set us up well with instructions and tools and people, and he stays right with us to offer support and guidance through it. And when necessary, he helps us clean up the mess and either get going again from where we are or just try again. So we're going to talk about testing. There's the preview because that's our word today, but we're going to talk about testing. And as we do that, I hope that you can just keep that like high school chemistry lab in your mind and realize that a test is not something where we're out on our own and God is like watching us to see if we fail. Quite the contrary. God has provided everything we need and he stays right with us as we try something new so that we can learn and grow. All right. So just a little bit of a book overview of the book of James. The author is James, the brother of Jesus. We see that family connection in Galatians and in the book of Mark. 
James was an influential leader in the early church in Jerusalem. Most scholars don't believe that he was a believer until after Jesus died and rose again. And the audience he's writing to is Jewish Christians. The date of the writing is somewhere around AD 45 to 47. And the purpose of James, the book of James, is to offer comfort and hope during persecution and trials, to encourage faithful obedience to God, and to provide spiritual instruction and encouragement on important matters relating to the unity and life of the church. So chapter one, where we're hanging out today, has 27 verses. It is a chapter on living faith in trials and temptations. We are talking about the section that talking about trials and wisdom and having patient endurance in trials. Okay, so one more time, our verse is James 1, 3, and it says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And so step one is to choose our word. I already alluded to that or actually stated it outright. Our word today is testing. The definition of testing is the act of conducting a test, trialing, or proving. The opposites, this was kind of a tough one to find an opposite of testing, but there are a few opposites of testing the performance or qualities or suitability of someone or something. And so I kind of liked this. Um, the Some of the opposite ideas anyway are abstention, idleness, laziness, peace, inaction, ignorance, and neglect. And I take from that, if he's not testing us, he would be ignoring us because testing is the pruning, the correction, the nurturing, and the growing needed for us to become closer and closer to him. So while those might, might not be like completely clean opposites, that might not be right. Like if you're like an English grammar person, I totally get that. But I just have this idea, right? That God, that the opposite of God's testing of us is actually his withdrawing from us because he's growing us. He's sanctifying us. He's refining us all the time. And this is one of the ways that he does that. So step two in the method is to investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare our word in other translations. I found a couple of things. In the King James, I found trying. In the ASV, I found proving. In the Amplified, trial and proving. And in the GNT, when your faith succeeds in facing such trials. Step two is investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare our word in other translations. I found a couple of different things. The King James said trying and the ASV said proving. So God is testing us. God is trying us. God is proving us. And then if we go back to the verse, because this trying, this testing, this proving of our faith produces perseverance. Part two in the investigate step is to research the original word. The TDNT says the stem word is watching, and it denotes tested in battle, reliable, trustworthy, or one who is tested and esteemed worthy. So again, go back to that proving that one of the translations used, right? Like God is proving us faithful. James is talking about having patient endurance in trials. And when we have patient endurance in trials, when we continue to trust God, it is proving that we are faithful and that we make decisions from a faithful place and not from a shaky, uncertain place. The Strong's number is G1383, Dokimion. It means a testing or a trial or by implication, trustworthiness. 
So our patient endurance also shows that we are a trustworthy follower of Jesus, that we're not a fair weather friend sort of thing, right? I talk sometimes about how much I love our walks, my walks around Campus Lake. It's about a two-mile walk around our beautiful Campus Lake here. And I walked just this morning before I'm recording this, actually. And I love it. I love my lake. I call it my lake. I miss my lake when it gets cold because I don't go spend time with my lake when it gets cold. (laughs) I am a fair weather walker. There are people in our community that walk that lake, no matter what the temperature. I do not. When it gets too cold, I wait until the temperature warms up again. And we can kind of be that fair weather friend with other people or with God as well, right? Like as, as long as it's warm enough and it's pleasant enough, I'm here with you. But when it gets too chilly or when it gets too uncomfortable, then I'm not here with you. And these testings, these trials allow us to have this patient faith, this patient endurance, and that proves us to be a trustworthy, faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Part three in the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary. I had a couple of things that I liked. The enduring word says faith is tested through trials, not produced by trials. Love that distinction. Trials reveal what faith we do have, not because God doesn't know how much faith we have, but so that that our faith will be evident to ourselves and to those around us. When we experience that peace that passes understanding in the midst of something difficult, we, our faith muscle just grows, it strengthens. And that is something that we never forget, but it is also something that can be witnessed and other people don't forget. And when we see it in someone else, or when someone else sees it in us, that patient endurance, it helps them too. It helps us in someone else. It helps them and us to remember it when they're going through their thing as well. So it is for our benefit and it is also for other people's benefit, but it's not for God's benefit as if he's trying to find out or discover something that he doesn't already know because he does already know. The enduring word went on to say, faith is important and precious because only precious things are tested so thoroughly. Faith is as vital to salvation as the heart is vital to the body. Hence, the javelins of the enemy are mainly aimed at this essential grace. That's a quote from Charles Spurgeon. Javelins of the enemy are mainly aimed at this essential grace. The grace of faith. Peter David says, like gold from a refiner's fire, then fortitude, patient endurance, or perseverance comes out of the testing situation. It is a new facet of the believer's character that could not exist without the testing. Like, think about it. If we're a masterpiece that it tells us in Ephesians 2.10 that we are, right? We are a painting or we are a quilt or we are a work of poetry or something, but the colors get added and the design becomes more beautiful as the testing reveals new facets, that's the word that this commentator used, but new areas of which now we trust God here and now we trust God here and this beautiful thing and this beautiful place is coming together to create a woman of faith who is extraordinary, not because I'm special, not because you're special. We are special, but we're not special. But the specialness comes from the dependence upon the faith in the trusting of God 
and his goodness to us. Thomas D. Leah, it's L-E-A, I think it's Leah, says, without these trials, some character would be underdeveloped. God also uses trials to purge and remove defects from immature faith. So he is growing us and purging us at the same time. And it is good and right that he is. And I think as we can approach these trials, the little things and the big things, some things are inconveniences, but they can be so frustrating sometimes. Other things can be really, you know, trials, serious situations. But all of these things, when we can pause and say, actually, though, I can separate out this worldly situation that I'm dealing with and the, 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 the goodness that God is calling me to see in himself, like both are true at the same time. And as I focus on God, he will help me to know the next thing I need to do in whatever this other thing that's going on, this, that this testing that I'm dealing with, he will help me to know because he's right there with me. Think back to Mrs. George in the chemistry lab, right? He's right there with me. I have the goggles. I have the apron. I have the instructions. I have everything I need. I just need to slow down and take it one step at a time. And remember that my teacher is always right there with me when I have a question or when I take a misstep and he will help me get back on track. So part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse. Again, the verse James 1, 3 says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And I rewrote the verse like this. God is actively developing your character. And that development will sometimes manifest in the form of trials and temptations. Pay attention to those opportunities. Check your behavior and align it with Christ's example. Step three in the method is to find the characteristics of God. I wrote down a couple of things. I put patience, like the chemistry teacher, giving us lots of opportunities to get it right. I put faithfulness. He never leaves. He stands guard, helping us through whatever the world throws at us. And also light, that he is shining the light on the next step we should take. Not only is he shining the light, but he is the light, right? He's just showing up. It's like that pillar of cloud and pillar of fire and exodus like if we follow if we just take steps toward he is the light that is showing us go this way go this way this is the next step like a chemistry experiment that's step one step two step three he is showing us what to do and as long as we keep focusing on and following that guidance we will continue to take steps in the right direction Step four in the method is to identify the lie of the enemy. It's that place that we're afraid, the temptation to not align ourselves with God's promises. And I wrote down a couple of things. I put, if God loved you, you wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> how often do we just say, where are you, God? Why am I here? And how do I get out of this place? I remember after our car crash, one of the things that I kept saying in the early days is, I just want my life back. I don't want this thing. And if you were here, I wouldn't be in this place. That is a lie. We are in this place for a lot of different reasons, but God is never not in that place with us. And then the other lie that I wrote down that can be tempting is you might as well give up. You're not smart enough or strong enough to endure this trial. You know, again, in that chemistry lab, because I'm not like a sciencey kind of person, but I remember the confidence that I that I built in that chemistry lab that like you can do hard things. You don't really understand this, but when you break it down, you can keep moving forward and you can have success in completing this experiment. And I remember the feelings of defeat and failure sometimes. I remember my lab partner, I think her name was Rhonda. And there was one time we put something in the little beaker too fast 
and that thing bubbled and overflowed. And then it like shot straight up <laughs> and it was obviously we had not followed the instructions precisely enough. And that can feel bad when we're like, man, this is a mess now. And it was a mess. But I also remember just the confidence that I have that this is a safe place and I can try again. And then when it went bad, but then we started over and we did it right the second time, I just, I felt so good about that. And so wherever you are, whatever temptation feels like it's too much for you and you're not strong enough, please hear this today. You don't have to be strong enough. You don't have to be smart enough. You don't have to know how it's going to turn out. You don't have to figure it out. You are okay as long as you are depending on his strength, his smart, his power. He is going to carry you through through this and you do not need to be afraid. Step five in the method is called So What? Where we just document, write down, solidify a takeaway. And here's mine today. What trials are you wishing away right now that are actually wonderful opportunities to grow and mature your faith? Don't miss the teaching, Angie, in the daily inconveniences. There are lots of ways to strengthen your trust muscle outside of major crisis and catastrophes. If you are in a crisis or a catastrophe right now, please know I see you. You are not alone. You are surrounded by God's provision and protection, and he cares about you. But if you're maybe more like in a season like I'm in right now, where really my frustration comes from what I would call just those daily inconveniences, don't overlook those as this kind of promise. The testing of your faith in those inconveniences, those frustrations, those like you know, that family situation that just seems like it's not getting better, the financial situation that's, you know, inviting stress and anxiety in your life, those kind of things, those are real opportunities to grow your faith. And so take those to the Lord. I just encourage you, and I'm going to be doing the same. Take those to the Lord and say, you know what? I think maybe you're in this in ways that I'm not noticing. How would you have me grow and learn to depend on you more through this situation? I'd love to hear your takeaway. Email me anytime at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you're using to listen. It helps the show a lot. And I really appreciate it when you do that. And it guarantees you'll see every episode as soon as they drop. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday when I will be visiting with Deborah Smith. Deborah shared with me her journey of caregiving for both of her parents in the last years of their lives and how God continued to provide what she needed and keep her filled up in a season of so much pouring out. I loved having this conversation. We'd never talked about anything like this on the show. And I know many of you are in a caregiving season and I encourage you to really tune in to Deborah's conversation with me and I think it'll provide just a lot of encouragement and lessen that feeling of isolation because I know for some of you that caregiving season can be long and it can feel lonely. But her testimony is going to be our live it out on this verse, James 1, 3. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.